five bells. Stand by all stations. Attention, all districts. A five-alarm fire. Five bells. Move in immediately. That's it. Let's go! Let's go! The true to life story of our unsung heroes who stand ready to ride by day or night against our most murderous enemy, the demon of fire. In a moment, we'll join Deputy Chief Dan Moore, who's taking Chief Cody's place while the chief's away to a fire convention, and rookie fireman Tim Collins at the fire in the 12 story Butler building. A few moments ago, Chief Moore had fought a losing battle to confine the blaze to the basement. But in spite of the heroic efforts of the engine company men, the blaze had finally reached the elevator shafts. As Chief Moore and Private Collins concentrate on the difficulties of the fight ahead, there's one complication in this setup they don't yet know. It concerns the whereabouts of the pal of Tim's young brother Jimmy, Jack Carson. And if you've forgotten where he is, well, you'll get an exciting reminder in just one minute. Firefighters, let's join Deputy Chief Moore and rookie fireman Tim Collins to check up on the problem as they see it at the moment. The giant engine company pumper has already been hooked up to the standpipes of the big building and at this moment is pumping a heavy pressure stream to the fifth floor where firemen are trying to stem the flames blocking the stairway on the floor above. But Deputy Chief Moore is on the street level contemplating with anger the difficulties of getting his equipment down a street torn up for repairs. He knows it's impossible to get the huge aerial ladder truck anywhere near. But he doesn't know how much he's going to need it in a minute. For Tim Collins is just now talking with his brother, Jimmy. You see, Tim, this woman dropped a note from a window way up high. Uh -huh. Jack and I were around back, and the note said she was locked in someplace. And Jack said he'd go up and let her oh, out. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Jack's in this burning building, Jimmy? Well, he said the fire was in the basement, and you'd have it out any minute. How long ago was this? Gosh, about 10 or 15 minutes ago, sir. It was about 10 minutes ago that fire got away from us. Reached the elevator shaft, Tim. Yes, sir. What floor was this woman on, Jimmy? I'm sure it was the eighth floor. I counted up to where she was waiting at us. Around back there. Uh, Chief, yeah. couldn't Jack have come down the front stairway? Sure he could. He went up the back stairs, but he said he'd bring her down the same way everybody else got out. I'm sorry, Tim, but I had men on all those floors as far high as the fifth. They'd have seen him if he'd come down. Uh, I guess we can forget that. The fire blocked off the stairways first, from what I heard. Well, gee whiz, what's happened? Well, the fire got into the elevator shaft. It's already burst out on the sixth and ninth floors, Jimmy. Oh, gosh, I hope Jack hadn't started down. He wasn't on that sixth floor. Oh, now, it... don't talk like that, young man. Oh, it's all right, Chief. We don't have much choice any way you look at it. At best, Jimmy's pal Jack is probably up there somewhere high up in this building in a spot we can't get to it. Oh, come now. What kind of talk is that, Chief? Well, look at those 35-foot ladders set up in case the fire spreads down, Chief. What good are they? Oh, what I wouldn't give to see that 85-foot aerial ladder going up right this minute. I'd get the aerial truck through if I could. If the street wasn't torn up, you know that. Yes, sir. You can't get up to Jack to get him down? Well, I don't know, but we're sure going to try. 
Private Collins. Yes, sir. Weren't you telling me you had brushed up on your scaling ladder technique? Oh, of course. You'll let me try it, Chief? I can't see any other way of reaching the eighth floor, so break it out, son, and meet me up on the fifth. Yes, sir. Hey, wait for me, Tim. I want to see this. Well, then you'll have to hurry, Jimmy. And when I'm ready, you'll have to go back behind the police lines where you won't be underfoot. Oh, okay, I know my place. This is the rescue company truck, isn't it? Yeah, right. This is the scaling ladder. I'm lifting down. Oh. Gee, just a long stick with rungs across it to climb up on. It's hard to imagine it can save lives sometimes. Uh, well, it certainly isn't a solid, heavy piece of apparatus, but it's 12 feet long. Long enough to reach from the window of one floor to the window on the floor above. You just reach out and hook that claw on the end of it over the windowsill on the floor above, yeah, huh? That's right, Jimmy. Just like they did at the demonstration this morning. And if you've hooked it firmly, you climb up. You haven't? Well, I know. It's a long drop down. Yeah, right. Those things I don't think about. Don't see why I shouldn't be able to scale that wall from the fifth floor to the eighth without a bit of trouble. Well, what about the flames coming out of the windows on the sixth floor? Oh, I have to find a section where there aren't any. Somehow, Jimmy, somehow I'm going to get up there. That pal of yours is going to need help bad. On the eighth floor, high above the street level, sandwiched between burning floors above and below, Jack Carson is having troubles of his own. As he works his way along the smoke-darkened corridor of the office building, the door ahead of him suddenly opens, and a small, slight woman hesitates a moment and then stumbles off in the opposite direction. Stop! Mrs. Lane, stop, I tell you! Don't go that way! <laughs> what difference does it make, Jack? We're trapped, you said so yourself. I couldn't wait there by myself any longer. I'm afraid. Guys, so am I, but we can't lose our heads. I wanted you to stay in there out of the smoke. Stay away. Let's try to stay away again. I told you the fire on the sixth floor has blocked them both. You can't get down the front or the back either. But I looked out the window. There are no flames coming from the windows right below us. That floor hasn't caught on fire yet. Look, you follow me, Miss Sling. Come on. Oh, take my hand. I know how you feel about even getting down one more floor, but you never live to make it. But the fire hasn't reached it. Look at the smoke pouring up those stairways. Oh. That's just as bad as fire. Oh. Fumes could kill you. Oh. Why are we going in here? Because I found this office looks right down on the trucks and everything else. Oh. we got to get their attention, Mrs. Lane. And, and then what? Oh, think about that. Help me open this window, right. please. Help safer in here with the door closed. There wouldn't be any place else. Oh, why did this have to happen? Why? That reminds me. It's the first chance I've had to ask you how come you got locked in. The minute I found you in that office, we discovered we were trapped. Why, I'm a cleated woman here. Jackie, I uh, just started to work in that inner office. That was a tough break for you. The spring lock was on the outside, wasn't it? <coughs> One of the secretaries must have closed the door and I didn't notice that is till I heard the fire alarm. Oh, I guess whoever closed that door heard it at the same time and ran like anything. Uh, That's why I found the... Uh... The reception door open. Yeah. Oh, thank heaven for that. Now, yeah, will you forget all about it? Get some handful of paper with me. Uh huh? Yeah, help yourself here. How, how can you be so calm? And what in the world we do with the paper? Throw it out the window. Whole streams of it. Huh? Like there was a big parade below. And the firemen will see our position in the building and... Oh, and, and then what, Jack? Even if they know the exact room we're in, how can they possibly get to us? Well, they'll find a way, I hope. The firemen will think of something. It's their job. They'd better, because it's a long way down. 
Lean out and listen, Mrs. Lane. All right, sir. You can just about hear the pumper. Meanwhile, three stories below, Jack and the cleaning woman, amid the heavy lines strung through the corridor for the firemen fighting the blaze just above, Deputy Chief Moore stands waiting for rookie fireman Tim Collins. Now he sees him coming up the stairway, the scaling ladder over his shoulder. Over here, Tim. Quick, yes, into sir. this office here. Yes, sir. Uh, will I have to worry about flames from the windows right above, Chief? Not yet, but any minute, I'm afraid. Uh? But this is the spot, son. The darndest shower of paper you ever saw just poured down from directly above here. Ah, uh, must be Jack, sir, letting us know where he is. Good for him. Yeah, that's a break. Yes, sir. Getting up yourself will be a cinch compared with getting down. I know, sir. I haven't forgotten that woman who was locked in. I wonder if Jack's found her and got her out. Easy does it now, Tim. Yes, sir. Watch that pole. Slide it up as close to the wall as you can. Yes, sir. Remind me to tell you how Jimmy lost a homemade scaling ladder by swinging it out too far. I'll be here to hear it when you get back, son. Yes, sir. Now, let me straddle the sill, Chief. Yeah. Yeah, you keep your head in. All right, I'm going to turn the iron hook at right angles now. It'll smash through the window pane and the floor above. Well, uh, that does it. But pull uh, that pole down hard now. Yes, sir. Make sure that claw is firmly hooked up there. Yeah, right, sir. I can't afford any mistakes now. Yeah. Well, sir, here's where I start climbing. Good luck, Tim. On this floor and the one above and the one above that. Jack Carson and the woman he helped are no longer trapped between burning floors high in the Butler building. The fire is beginning to move up on the very room they're in. Well, how can Tim get past the flames below as he works his way slowly up the frail, dangerously swaying ladder? Will he be in time? Be sure to listen to our next exciting episode of The Firefighters. Now, boys and girls, in just a moment, Deputy Chief Jan Moore will be back with a very important word for all of you in the Firefighters Brigade. But first, here's a message for you. And now, here is Deputy Chief Dan Moore with a special message for all in the Firefighters Brigade. Deputy Chief Moore. Attention, firefighters. This is Deputy Chief Moore back again, boys and girls. I know Chief Cody, who'll be back with you in a few days, has already told you about fuses. But I want to mention them again. Never play around with fuses or the fuse box in your home. Fuses are safety valves. And if one is burned out, it indicates a short circuit or overloading. You let your parents change them. But you might watch for one thing. Don't let anyone insert a penny or any coin or piece of metal back of the fuse to make better contact. That's mighty dangerous business. Well, that's all. Until next time, this is Deputy Chief Moore saying so long. Deputy Chief Dan Moore and the young rookie fireman Tim Collins will be back on the same station the next time you hear... That's it. Let's go! Let's go! Firefighters! Firefighters is a copyrighted feature of William F. Holland Productions.